0: See everyone? Here already.
1: Let's go. Welcome to the future where the glass is half full and you'll need new glasses, where you'll be jumping from conclusions. The past is and a new future is born. Never before in history has so much meant so little to so many. A.D. on the radio.
2: So I woke up early today. Didn't intend to. Had no control over it. First day back after a bit of a break. Was planning to squeeze every last bit of glorious sleep out of it that I possibly could, but I I couldn't. I woke up early. I was like, you know... Millhouse isn't asking for a walk yet. He's still asleep. So I'm just going to ease my way into this first Monday back. And uh, what I did was something that I try not to do. I, I started, just because I was at a bit of a loose end, I started by grabbing my phone and going, let's see what's, let's see what's, uh, I, I've studiously avoided them for a long time now. Let's see what my friends on Facebook have to say about anything. And... I saw a friend who lives near Ohio State University say, I'm safe. Me and my son are safe. We are at home with the doors locked. I was going to be using a sick day. It turned into a lock the doors and stay at home day. I was like, wow, that's quite a way to start your work week. Here I was bemoaning the fact that I was up. I was like, oh, no, being up is... (sighs) Cutting into my lying around time. My last bits of glorious lying around time. And then you see what's happening across the country. Ten people were taken to local hospitals with injuries following a car and knife attack on the campus of Ohio State University Monday morning. University... Excuse me. University issued an active shooter alert. Law enforcement confirmed... Some victims suffered knife wounds, not gunshots. Some students report seeing a car plow into a group of students who were outside for a fire drill. An active shooter alert was issued on OSU's campus, instructing students to shelter in place. Buckeye alert. This is the tweet. Buckeye alert, active shooter on campus, run, hide, fight. Those are your instructions in this situation. In that order. Terrible thing. Terrible thing. And already... Already... Oh. I saw notifications starting to pop up. Already I saw... Friends. Good friends of mine in the world of talk radio going... "Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is a gun-free zone. Active shooter in a gun-free zone. Or was it? It appears... Right now, as though things were limited to attack with a car and with a knife. And I started off the day after reading this by cursing the people that did this, feeling horrible for those that are affected, and then looking at the reaction the uninformed reaction. And thinking, you're going to go in today. It'll be your first day back. People are going to expect to hear something about this. People are going to expect a stance. And I don't have one. For a couple different reasons. One, I don't have facts. Nobody has facts. So there's too many people that are willing to go off half-cocked and politicize a, tra- a tragedy While it's still taking place. This happened in a gun-free zone. Look what happens when you don't have guns. And on the other side, people going, maybe now they'll do something about guns. It doesn't look like there was a gun involved. And I guess you take a break, you take a little vacation, you take a few days off for a couple different reasons. To refresh, recharge. Take a moment to think about who you are and why you do the things that you do. Come back reinvigorated because you've had some time to clean your personal slate. And I don't know if I did that while I was away. But things like this, they make me double down on what it is we do around here. See, we don't have a program director on this show. And if we did, we'd probably be like, all right, you got to go hit topic A and have an opinion on it. But you know what? To me, that's not the human thing to do. To go off all half-cocked to do uninformed hate-mongering for the sake of clicks, for the sake of headlines, for the sake of your own personal gain, is what it comes down to. This isn't what we do around here. I've decided this is something we won't do around here. So if you're waiting for a take on this, we'll probably have that. But we'll have it when we have a few more facts, and we'll have it after we've all had a chance to pay some respects to those affected by this terrible tragedy. Our thoughts and prayers are with them. Thank you for joining me.
1: Stimulated minds want to know, what were you thinking? No, really, give us a call and tell us. KPRC, AM 950. Where the left and right come together for fundamental truths. A.D. on the radio. On Twitter at A.D.S.X.E.
2: All right then, Funkhauser. Can, can you do me a favor? Can you go to Donald Trump's Twitter feed? What, what, what day was Thanksgiving?
3: Uh, Thursday.
2: The 25th, I think. 24th, twenty four. Hold on, I'm 24th. looking at the calendar now. Thursday was the 24th. Okay, let's see. Thursday, you- November 25th. Uh, oh, well, he, uh, he tweeted, Happy Thanksgiving on November 23rd. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, then November 24th, I'm working hard even on Thanksgiving. And uh, then... Took a couple days off. twenty-six, the Green Party scam to fill up their coffers by asking for the impossible recount is now being joined by the badly defeated and demoralized Dems. And by the way, I am not picking on Donald Trump, but uh, let's see how many how many tweets. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I, I probably about twenty tweets. I, I lost count. Uh, how many? How many? tweets do I have? Oh, something's technically wrong with Twitter. I, can't. I, I You know how many tweets I tweeted over the, uh, the holiday? Uh, zero. Let, let, well, no, not zero, um, but less, less, than, less than Trump. <laughs> and you know what? I, I put this in the same category as George Bush going to his ranch. Even though, like, Trump isn't president yet, I put this in the same category as George Bush going to his ranch. I put this in the same category as Obama playing seemingly a never-ending game of golf throughout the entirety of his presidency. We're goofballs on the radio. We sort of, like, follow bad news with a punchline and make fart jokes. And I we don't have time tweet the way these people do we don't have time to play golf and we don't have time to vacation on our ranches how how are they how they have hmm, they have a job doesn't to he do. have and
3: president of tweets
2: there doesn't he just shout them out and somebody else does it i don't know like i don't i i i don't know i like i would imagine that donald trump does a lot of his own tweets i, I i'm not sure i don't know how that works not 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 entirely sure where
3: he he has a staff
2: Staff of people. Well, I'm sure he has a staff, but it's just, you know, I mean, some of these are uh, some of these seem personal, like he does his own stuff every now and then, you know, like pretty often. Dan Rather said, could someone who has Donald Trump's ear please take away his phone and tell him that he now has a very big job to do that requires paying attention to reality? I'm not bagging on Trump. I just I I, I, just look when Donald Trump, when Donald Trump made his, I guess, acceptance speech, when it became clear that he was the guy, that he was going to be president of these United States of America, starting in 2017, leader of the free world, and the whole and caboodle, you know what? I really liked what he said. He talked about being a president for all, all Americans and talked about bringing people together. Now, make that what you will. Believe what you're going to believe. But, at least in theory the stance changed into something that hey look you know these words that came out of his mouth about bringing americans together those are those are good words even if you don't like the guy those are good words does, does he mean them i don't know every every last politician has said things that they have completely contradicted since the end of the election they really have like i mean people that were mortal and sworn enemies are now besties and It's just a weird thing, and it goes to show that politicians are willing to say literally—this is everybody. I, I think Trump personifies this more than anyone else because he didn't even have to pretend to play the game the way other people have played it for years and years. But every last person running for elected office is willing to say and do whatever it takes to get elected, and the truth has very little to do with any of it. And what they're actually going to do if and when they're elected has very little to do with any of it. But I really liked what Donald Trump had to say when he accepted. I went, oh my gosh, wow, pollsters were wrong, this guy won. What's he going to say? Hey, I was good. Those words, those things that he said. Don't know if he's going to act on any of them. But as people act on his words, those were uh, good ones to break off in that situation. And then... Like, it just hasn't slowed down on Twitter at all. It it just has not. Interesting. And, And if anything, it just really encourages us all to double down on who we are and being a decent human being. We are the people that are going to get ourselves where we're going. We are the people who have been shown over and over again that really putting any kind of stock in a politician, if you're looking to make any kind of changes in your own life... It's sort of a meaningless gesture. We are the folks that are in charge of our own lives, our own destiny, and our own country—or at least it would seem that way. But what do you think of the uh, what do you think of the votes being recounted, Funkhauser?
3: Nah, I haven't thought about it a lot. Yeah, really. I mean, There's too much going on there. Who's going to do the look, recounting? What's gonna? Where's it going to come from? Uh,
2: and, and you know, people are uh, people gave Trump a really really hard time. When folks said, will you accept the results of this election? He was like, depends what the results are. And people went, boo, boo, you have to accept the results. And he went, rigged. And now, shoes on the other foot. The unthinkable happened. And the left is going through the votes going like, let's just make sure we got everything here and Trump is going like hey 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 i won the electoral college by a landslide this is a waste of time and money and here's the thing though here's the thing nearly 100 million adults did not bother to show up at the polls this election that number is going to keep getting higher and higher in coming presidential elections if americans if americans fail to believe in the system by which we elect a president so anything you can do to reassure people that this is just kind of valid might not be a bad idea. Radio
1: Don't get the blues get all the news we mean all the news Guys out there in radio land
2: All aboard
1: He's back. AD
2: on the radio. You know what really hacks me off about the recount? You know what really grinds my freaking gears about the recount? Jill Stein has been raising money for it. Raised more than $4.6 million online to initiate and fund recounts in Wisconsin as well as Michigan and Pennsylvania. She hopes that she could expose voting irregularities and possible hacking of ballots in those states, potentially flipping the results of the presidential election in favor of Hillary Clinton. (laughs) <laughs> now look. This will probably not affect who's president whatsoever. I say probably because we are living in a year where unprecedented things have happened. Things that have historically had no grounds in reality are going on right now and yeah, why why the hell not? Who 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 the hell knows? Look 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 where we're at. <laughs> but what really grinds my gears about this is if there is any kind of lack of confidence if there isn't if there is any kind of lack of confidence in all of this on any side of the equation if Donald Trump got beaten and he felt like there was something shady afoot if he felt like there were voter inaccuracies if he felt like there were pregnant or hanging chads or that the electronic system had been hacked or whatever you should be able to look into this without do, without without a Jill Stein starting a goFundMe page which is not what she did I don't think but We need, we need, we the people, need to feel like our vote matters. Our vote counts. Like I said before, nearly 100 million adults didn't bother showing up to the polls this election. That says to people, that says to all of us that, hey, hey, our vote doesn't count. 100 million people feel like it's not worth their time and trouble to go pull the lever for democracy. A right that folks all over the world would give a vital appendage for we're like that doesn't even matter 100 million of us didn't make it that number is going to get higher if people continue to lack confidence in our voting process now look you've heard me over and over again on this show say hey it's down to you it's down to me it's down to us we have to take our lives in our own hands and make a destiny and a future and an america and a community and a household the way we want it to be we can't look to a politician to effect those changes yeah But your vote can't feel meaningless. You and me, we, we got to get ourselves where we're going. But it is so vitally important that we feel like our vote counts. It's so vitally important that our vote does count, that it is counted properly. And the idea that we have had to publicly dig money out of our pockets, meaning the American people, not the American government, have had to, Jill Stein has had to go cap in hand and say, I I need money for a recount. And people went, okay, to the tune of $4.6 million. We have to spend extra money out of our own pockets to make sure that our vote was counted? F that and F you. Figure it the hell out. It's 2016, we are, we're America, damn it. Figure it the hell out. Make sure things are accurate. And before you go saying, oh, this is just a lefty plot, there's places where they're still counting. I don't have a definitive answer yet. We know enough to know that Donald Trump's president, but there's places where we don't have a definitive answer on who, no, have this stuff for us. We've already paid. We are taxpayers. Why the hell should we have to pay for a recount? Do you see where I'm going with this? And I say this to you as a reminder. Every single time you look at your paycheck, every single time you look at your paycheck, if you are a self-employed person or an independent contractor, so much the better. As a musician, as a kid, when I was growing up, as a guy in a band, they don't take taxes out at the source. They go, here's your check, go make an album, rent a tour bus, go on tour. The the, the rest of the finances, you got to figure out yourself. So you take your check that you put into your bank and then you take a massive hunk of it and go, well, this is for Uncle Scam in April. They want you to make monthly contributions. I never did that when I was self-employed. Why? Because every single April I wanted to hand Uncle Scam a giant check and remind myself to question and to stay angry about the things that my tax dollars wasn't, weren't leading to. When it comes out of each individual paycheck and you go, no, look, look at what's taken out of it every single month. Look at that. Forget getting the pothole at the end of the road fixed. Forget the thing that caused me two flat tires to get fixed. We're America. Why are we having to crowdfund our own election? Absolute, absolute garbage. We need to feel like every single last vote counted. Will this recount change anything? I categorically guarantee maybe not. (laughs) I don't think it will. But we have to know that we count. And we shouldn't have to pay extra out of our own pockets to know that. Hopefully you did not do this over the holidays. Hopefully you did not talk politics with the family around the turkey.
4: I get in trouble politically all the time because, you know, I'm from San Francisco, I'm very left. And, oh, the holidays. You don't want to talk politics at the holidays. That's the worst possible time, man. Go over to my relative's house and they just, you have relatives like I do? You look across the table at them and you look at their big far side heads and you just, and the things they say and you think to yourself, wow, help me. Man, these are my family members. God, help me. See, I'm a vegetarian, so my uncle attacks me all the time every year. I go, what? You ain't eating meat. I eat meat my whole damn life. I, hell yeah, breakfast, lunch, I'd eat cap and crumbs with beef berries if they made the damn crap. I'll tell you that right now. Yes, sir. You don't want to talk politics, though. You can't even get close to it. I mean, and I'm trying to chill because they're poking me the whole day. It's all of them against me. And they're poking. And I'm sitting there, you know, like IV of Thorazine dripping down out of the cabinet, taking quaaludes out of a Leo Bascalia head Pez dispenser. I'm doing anything I can <laughs> My problem is I don't really argue, I just sit there and, and, ch- and then I just say something sarcastic which is really mean and not the way you should debate and yet it's so fun that I can't stop myself, really <laughs> uh, Your mother told me you were in support of the Gulf War, young man, you and your pansy pals were in San Francisco protest well, Let me tell you about Saddam Hussein, my friend Saddam Hussein marched his big butt into another country where people, that was their home He marched his butt in there and took it, and those poor people fought back, he slaughtered them The hell you think about that? I think that's how we got our country I don't want to hear that crap from you, damn it Liberal gobbledygook. I won't have it. Don't give me that crap. Damn, I won't have it. The Indians weren't white men. They were savages like the Jew. Let me tell you another damn thing.
2: Successfully managed to avoid any talk of politics, elections or voting around the uh, (laughs) around the Thanksgiving turkey. And for that, I was truly thankful. And uh, it's probably a wise way to go through life. Funkhauser, how are you and what is going on in the world?
1: Uh <laughs> this is my witness It's the computer I'm telling a no weight com- shape or form fair and certainly not balanced. And now super producer to the stars Barry Funkhauser. Barry Funkhauser. Uh, Barry Funkhauser.
2: Oh, yeah. Barry mm. Funkhauser. Mm. So, did you have Thanksgiving really? I mean, like you you have a vegan Canadian girlfriend? Yeah. That's got to that's got to eat into the tradition a little bit.
3: Not really. They're, they no? have they have things that you you can, you know, we had mashed potatoes and gravy all veganese. Veganesque, uh-huh. not vegan-ese, veganese. Did you have a tofurkey? No, and she said you're not supposed to do that cuz tofurkeys aren't really that good. Like and typically like when you bring a tofurkey to the Thanksgiving holiday, people uh-huh. who don't eat that Go, oh yeah! This is how
2: I thought it would taste. <laughs> so. so the tofurkey is a stunning indictment against veganism, and you don't want to give you don't want to give your meat eating relatives more ammunition by showing up with something disgusting.
3: So as a vegan, you have to come with something
2: <laughs> very tasty, like dessert, right? Or, you know, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Mmm. Yeah. No, I uh, I was vegan for years. Many a Thanksgiving, I ate. Uh, uh, what was the, the vegan option around my family dinner table? It was a spinach, <laughs> bread, <clears throat> mushroom, and tofu quiche. And it was actually delicious. It was not bad. And uh, <clears throat> I, I had tofurkey once just because uh, I was curious. You're right. Disgusting. Not good. I mean, look, there's years and years ago, they might have made a significant improvement in improvements to the world of tofurkeys. But, like, a lot of that vegan and vegetarian food, though, is, like, loaded. Like, it's basically... Whatever kind of textured vegetable protein there is, loaded with fat and salt to make it taste like stuff, and it's highly processed and probably not that much better for you, if better for you at all, than you know a big hunk of hunk of turkey. Probably. Have you ever had
3: tofurkey? No, not yet. So, I like, managed to go through one holiday,
2: another holiday without it. There was a uh, there, there was a, a a health food restaurant or health food store. Not far from the place in Long Island, Cove City Sound Studios, where I recorded my first album. And the entire band was vegan, so we would always go to this one sort of, like, health food vegan-y deli. And they had vegetarian turkey sandwiches there with, like, veggie cheese and veggie turkey slices. And I never had anything like that. They didn't have vegetarian cold cuts in England where I grew up. So I was like, oh, wow. All right, let's give this a go. And I gotta say, man, I gotta tell you, the vegetarian turkey cold cuts freaking delicious like really really good and then I was like well if this is good then the tofurkey is probably awesome tofurkey not awesome I was like I don't understand how you can get one version of artificial turkey so right and the other version so terribly terribly wrong
3: it happens. but you just did uh, good though I, yeah we I just I just got a, a hold of the the vegan cheese and um I'm gonna try to make a, a grilled cheese
2: sandwich at some point but. see no it's got to happen. Like, look, if no, they have. I, to. I no, unless they've changed it. Like when I was a vegan, like again, vegan cheese that they had on this turkey sandwich was really good. I was like, hey, wow, this is this tastes like you know piece of cheddar. I'm convinced this is not bad. They also have like uh, vegan Parmesan cheese, which comes in crumbles that you put on pasta. That is also delicious. Mm. You put that vegan cheese. Up to any kind of heat, and it does not hold. It does not hold its cheese-like qualities. It turns powdery really, really quickly. It doesn't do what you hope a grilled cheese sandwich would do when you introduce the. We thought we saw
3: cottage cheese today at the grocery Uh store,
2: like Uh vegan cottage cheese. Shudder to think they still have not made that yet, unless you've seen it. Well, the people that give up cheese (laughs) because they turn vegan. They're after like, oh, man, I could murder a nice Roquefort or a Camembert or a slice of cheddar or you know even Swiss. Or, but like, I don't think anyone's going, you know, I really miss cottage cheese. Like cottage <laughs> cheese is like cottage cheese is a form of penance. Like I want cheese, but I'm not going to like actually eat cheese. So cottage cheese is kind of good for me. I can stomach the way it tastes like I, you eat cottage cheese when you're making some sort of deal with yourself. Yeah,
3: I think that after years of being a vegan. Uh-huh. You you kind of want cottage cheese, and if you if you think you see cottage cheese vegan style, you kind of get excited uh-huh. about it. I
2: could see that. But I you t- think I, anything you're looking for, literally anything. When there's, so yeah. there's so many options. There's so many. There's so many, and there's so many things that are done so well. Like the 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 the, the, uh, the vegan ice cream. Man, they knocked that out of the park. So good. And then there's other things where you're like. The, the, the vegan ice cream kind of became the vegan man on the moon. Like, you know, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't have effective election counts. You know, that, that <laughs> sort of thing. Like, we can have vegan ice cream, but this is what you happens when you try and make a grilled vegan cheese sandwich? Come on! So so disappointing. Here's my theory with food, right? Mm. This is what I think is going to happen. You know how you can 3D print guns that shoot now? Mm-hmm. I think we're a hop, skip, and a jump away from... from 3D printing food. Marty, like,
3: the pizza's ready.
2: Like, yeah, no, I think we're gonna have like textured vegetable protein, whatever the corresponding flavor is, take it. It's gonna 3D print it, and then whatever the corresponding flavor is, is gonna get injected to it. I think we're gonna have we're gonna have turkey dinners with mashed potato, green bean casserole, and cranberry jelly.
3: Yeah, nothing could go wrong with that.
2: You try it well, first, and then tell me. How. Oh, we, I know. I, trust me, I'm not going to be first in line to try this. But I think 3D printed food stuff maybe is on Mars. That'd than, be cool on Mars. <laughs> Check it out. It looks like a
3: broccoli, but it's not.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a thing that happens in the not too distant future. All right, the what, what's what? going on? in, in Oh, the I news? thought we were just oh. talking
3: about food. Huh? Well,
2: I mean, we can do that too. Mm, we're gonna have food. to get to news. I like food Food tastes good That's a song by the Descendants That's why I love Descendants so much They just get right a, to the point a of a things A minute long I love food Food tastes good Sometimes you just know you're done You're longing for that shining sun You walk these streets most every day You're waiting to get washed away Time Stop it, I'll stop time To run away and
1: make you mine I'll take you Real radio Real radio Real radio 104.1 More AG on the radio.
2: For those that were asking about Descendants, one of those influential bands in history of music, and the song "I Like Food" came out in 1981 off of the EP "Fat" Cheesy and burger, like fries. Ready. And that's it.
3: Get out of my like way I said, or I'll eat you.
2: A band that gets to the- in San Diego, and they play in San Diego. I I was in San Diego, and they play in San Diego. I- I Diego I was in San Diego and they played a place called oh my gosh how is the name escaping me it's it's a it's a it's this classic all ages venue it probably holds about mm, 1200 people tops if that and there's only like four of them over there too yeah 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 uh do do a quick google search funkhauser because the uh the brain has officially farted, but I went and saw them. I went and saw them at this place where my big connection to that place was back in the day. I had played it, too. That was, like, our, our big moment in San Diego. We sold out this one all-ages venue that was mostly, like, oh, it, mostly concrete, beat-down, burnt-out concrete, and a couple of steel girders and a few light bulbs, and, and that's it. And there's just no better place to play when you are in San was Diego. It it's why... Soma was Soma. Thank you. Soma is this place that is, you know, they don't waste their time with pesky aspects of venue owning like decor or, you know, anything other than a big concrete box. And it's this place to play where if you don't have enough people in it, it sounds terrible because it's a concrete box, but you fill that place up. You fill that place up with the hard-won San Diego crowd, a crowd that has no money because it costs an arm and a leg to live in San Diego and because everybody's spending an arm and a leg to live there, they just live their entire lives at the beach. If you can fill that place, that's a rite of passage. And I hadn't been there. I hadn't been there since way back in the day when my band had that moment of like filling it and I walked in to see Descendants play and it was exactly the same. Not a thing had been changed. There was nary an improvement to be seen. And Descendants played and Descendants are such an amazing legendary band. My band did like a a warp tour. I think even two warp tours with them. And... This is before I was on the radio. This is before I made a living by talking to and meeting guys and girls and bands. And I would see Milo, the lead singer of Descendants backstage. And I'd be like, hi, your band's awesome. And he'd be like, what? Oh, okay, thanks. That that was all I could muster. Like, I would just, oh my God, that's that guy from that band that means everything to me. Hey, Hey, that was it. That was the extent of our conversation. On the road together, bumping into each other multiple times a day for months on end. Hi, I like your band. That was all I could manage. And so now, years later, come full circle, go see Descendants... I'm the guy that programs a radio station that's playing them. They are—they uh, they should feel lucky to meet me because that'll give them a chance to be like, "Hey, thank you for playing our song on the radio." Big, the, the, like the the tables have turned. Not that I was interested in them turning, but the tables had noticeably turned. And so, like record label guy takes me back to meet Descendants at Soma, a place where I played years and years ago. I should have every reason to feel confident and uh, up on my game and and be able to be gregarious and have a meaningful conversation with Milo, the lead singer of the band. And they go, "Ad, this is Milo. Milo, this is Ad. He plays your song." On the radio, I go, "Hi, right. I like your band," <laughs> yep. and that—that's that, my story about the the most recent Isn't time I met funny. Milo from Descendants. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we do that. It, it's crazy, and you know what? Like. T- t- Hey, AD, you got to talk to the guys from Metallica today. Oh, I've got stuff to... Hey, Robert, how's it going? You know, like, I no problem talking to... But, like, the lead singer of this band that a lot of people don't even know the name of that are... Decentage credit fans. where credit is due. Do, yep. Still doing it for 30, year, 30 years later, selling out venues. Not the biggest, most impressive venues, but still doing just fine in a day and age where tons of bands have come and gone, looking and sounding like them. They are still dominating what it is they do. But, you know certainly not the, the, the biggest, most impressive rock star on my uh, interview and or guess who I met resume. And all I could manage was, the, the, hi, I, I like your band. did Music's meant a lot to me mm-hmm. over the years. And he was like, okay, then. Want some pizza? I was like, ah. But you know what? <laughs> I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad, though. Like, there, there's... It's like with baseball, like everyone's like, hey, you know, you know, that Josh Lewin guy, that's the play by play dude for the Mets. He uh, he also does the Chargers and the Chargers are on some of your stations and you could meet him. And then like the Mets followed me on Twitter and they were they were like, hey, we got to get you out to some games. And people like you could you could meet some of the Mets. You could. I don't want to. I don't like if I go to a baseball game, I'll I'll pay for the best seats that I can I can possibly get. But I don't want to be on a texting basis with Noah Syndergaard. You know, I, me and Wilmer Flores don't need to go out for coffee. Like I don't want I don't any of the magic. Try that, it, that'd be fun. No, no, and I'll tell you why. Because like the magic that look, oh, well, yeah. I love Deftones. It was a tremendous honor to talk to Chino from Deftones. No, no. But it was still like this is time out of my day. I got a lot of deadlines to meet. Okay, can the night guy talk to Chino from Deftones? No, it has to be the me. Okay. Fine. Hi, Chino. And it was a great conversation. I loved having it. But ultimately, look, a lot, I used to hang on that guy's every word. If teenage me found out I was going to be able to talk to a guy from Deftones and I was in any way disaffected about it, teenage me would kick yeah. adult me directly in the junk. And... And and adult me would deserve it, but that magic that left the world of music, I, I don't ever want to experience that with baseball. And as much as it was embarrassing to be a mealy mouthed idiot in front of Milo from from Descendants, it meant the world to me that his band still means that to me. If that makes sense, yeah. Why do we, Why do you sense, think right? I
3: start sounding like Beaker when we had those punk rock politic people in here? Because they're my yeah my heroes. Some yeah. of them. Me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, do we do we have time to do some yeah, news? Yeah, we
3: can do one. You want to do one? Uh, yes. that whole yeah, yeah, let's do, do,
2: do a thing on well, news.
3: Cuban leader Fidel Castro is dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. Big news. We're close to I Florida, he, uh, so.
2: Yeah, well, I believe he passed away when he realized he was no longer the most corrupt leader of a country in North America. <laughs> That's it for me. Uh, Cubans will be holding various events this week to celebrate the life of Fidel Castro. Not joining in on those celebrations? All the Cubans that Fidel m- murdered. Um, we talked about my friend Ruben, who was born in Jackson Heights, Queens. Too. He's one of the people that uh, runs Fox in Houston. And um, I was like, do you, do you go back to Cuba now that you can? And uh, he was like, well... My mom has this thing where she'll only go back to Cuba when she can spit on Castro's grave. So I wonder if they're booking the tickets now. (laughs) Thank you for hanging out.
1: It's okay to disagree. It's not okay to be understimulated.
4: Well, I was just thinking this.
1: This is KPRC 950. There's something happening here, and you should know what it is. <laughs> the dumbing up of America. Now, more AD
2: on the radio. So I guess we'll do the uh, Black Friday violence roundup before we finish out on the show today. Right now though, let's uh roll through what remains of the news with super producer the last Barry Funkhauser. What the the the, the melee. Black Friday violence, the melee? Yeah. yeah. Who does that anymore? Who door busts? I know, like I was you can for do them. literally all of your holiday shopping from from your phone. And like I, uh, I don't I don't do price comparisons, but I don't think there's a I don't think there's like a deal that you can get in store that massively trumps friday sales i mean it's just it's process some people enjoy it for the black friday sales i mean it's just it's process some people enjoy it i i don't understand it especially especially like if there's you know i don't care how isolated the events are <laughs> like if there's if there's the threat of violence okay well let a, me ask you then would you cut be, price toaster oven well, you know what
3: would you stand in line for the bathroom <laughs> like, you what about gotta like, go, you gotta go. What like about like a BC Boys reunion concert? Would you Would you get up at three in the morning
2: and bring your lawn I had chair and sit that, you know, and wait? i I had friends that did that for um, for that Guns N' Roses show. And I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of cool because these are all like 50-year-old record executives, <laughs> you know, like camped out on the street trying to get into the whiskey or wherever it was mm-hmm. at Guns N' Roses, did their one-off reunion show. And, and I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was, you know... it these people that i knew are just beaten down by their life in the music industry and like i said it takes away some of the sparkle when you're involved in it professionally and something that restores that level of excitement to where these guys were willing to go camp out in the street for that i thought that was kind of nifty um i don't know about the beastie boys thing just because well you know
3: well what would adam yak wouldn't
2: be adam yak wouldn't be there and that would be a a tough i'm i'm having a hard time coming up with something that i'd be willing to camp out in the streets Mets for. Do you season have anything? Tickets
3: maybe? Who?
2: Mets season tickets maybe? No, cuz you can just buy those. Yeah. Like I mean, like yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, oh, what if they were like half price? Ooh, oh, you know you what There's I would if buster. if if no, no, no.
2: If if the Mets were in the World Series, I would yes, I would yeah, I would 100% be willing. But you don't have to. You're like, you buy them, or you don't. You know, it's like, they go so quickly, there's no camping out for those things, I don't think. Yeah. so, mm-hmm. if, if, but if, if someone told me that by standing in the street overnight, maybe for multiple nights, I could get in to see the Mets play, yeah, because it's like a, a dream of mine to be able to take my dad to see the Mets play in the World Series. So, that is something I would stand in line overnight for. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything? Uh...
3: No. I mean, all my stuff, I'm so boring. Like, free gas. You know? I'm a utility Overnight? player. I would probably. Yeah, sure. It depends on the amount of gas. Yeah. Well, how? What kind of car do you drive? Not that big a car. I mean, yeah, can, I bring ex- ca-
2: can I bring like a, a jug
3: with me? How much does it
2: cost to fill your gas tank?
3: Not that much now, but...
2: Yeah, you could probably, you know for, for just a couple of those hours <laughs> <laughs> that you're willing to stand in line overnight for free gas, you could work and then have more than enough money to pay gas and then go get yourself a delicious soda pop afterwards at <laughs> the convenience thing.
3: There's got to be something. It's hard. Th- we'll, let's think about it and then like by the end of the week, we should have something we'll wait in line for.
0: Okay.
2: Alright. What, what else? What else is going on in here?
3: Uh, well, Ivanka Trump took to Instagram... To wish her eight-month-old son happy
2: birthdays! Eight-month-old happy birthday? (laughs) Yeah. Did she take a math class at Trump University?
3: (laughs) Go on. A Florida man stabbed his dad on Thanksgiving, unfortunately.
2: Uh, There's your news, Florida. Yeah. When it comes to uh, Thanksgiving Day violence, though, I think nothing compares to what the Steelers did to the Colts.
3: Go on. Today... If you're listening live, is Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great deals to
2: be had on Madam President merchandise. Mm-hmm. Or are there? You know, recount. <laughs> uh, the election was over, and that for that I was thankful over the holidays. And now, like, you come back on the Monday after Thanksgiving, like, oh, we're recounting stuff. It might not... Oh. Ah. Uh, uh, okay, go on.
3: An atheist is suing the state of Kentucky for denying him a license plate reading... I am space G-O-D.
2: I'm God. He's not allowed to I'm, make an I'm God license plate in Kentucky. In Kentucky, I didn't know Kanye West had moved to Kentucky.
3: What if they just <laughs> couldn't let him do like he needed to be
2: I A M God G O D? There's no abbreviations. Sir. I have no idea. I just I, I, you know, atheism is one of those things where look, I have respect for all forms of spirituality. I really do because it's like, no matter as, as long the as you're not
3: spiritual, religion? as long,
2: well, like the Pasifarian thing, mm-hmm. as long as you're not actively hurting people through your spiritual beliefs, then I am cool with that. Like, I think that's 100% okay. And it's, and no matter what religion it is, if you're not hurting anybody, far be it from me to argue with you. I have. A back-of-my-mind suspicion toward anybody that organizes in groups organized anything I severely mistrust organized religion in almost all of its forms I don't have any problem with spirituality I don't have problems with religion and I don't have any problems with people going to church but I have a fundamental mistrust of organized religion and the atheism thing there's atheist billboards all over the place there's atheist billboards in the middle of Los Angeles I don't know if they're doing it this year but didn't they do it like the last couple of years running like massive atheist mm-hmm. billboards in the middle of like the uh, second biggest city in America mm-hmm. um I don't know how much it costs to have a billboard in the middle of Los Angeles during the holiday season where everybody's on who owns trying to. It. Well, yeah, but here's the thing you know, it's got to cost something. It's a substantial amount of cash to get yourself a billboard in a city like Los Angeles. And that means that atheists are paying for this. That means they got a group of atheists together and they passed the atheist collection plate, and atheists dutifully handed over their hard earned cash that was then spent on stuff. And it's like, this is why th- th- when people organize, I have a massive lack of trust for it. Because if you follow if you follow the money, you'll find that almost all organizations are motivated by trying to get people into a group and take some of their money so you can keep it for yourself and do things like buy billboards or whatever the hell it is you want to spend money wastefully on that religious, spiritual, or now anti-spiritual organizations do. And, you know, the whole sort of thing, I'm an atheist and I want something to say I'm God because it's my right. Duh just, you know... I I mean, look, there's probably atheists that are going to come out of the woodwork and be really mad at me. But to me, being an atheist, if you decide to be an atheist, that's a that's a personal decision. You can talk about the damaging... You can talk about the damaging effects of organized religion uh, on the world that you see. And you can say, as an atheist, you don't feel cool with that and you're not okay with it. That, that's one thing. But if you want to get atheist vanity plates, you're doing it to, to be snarky. And I can't think of a single... I can't think of a single way... Humanity. As much as I'm a practitioner of it, as much as snark is indubitably a part of my DNA, I can't think of a time where snark ever really helped. And for that reason, when it's matters of people's spirituality, when it's attacking their personal beliefs, I just maybe it is his constitutional right to have an "I'm God" license plate. But come on, really, is this gonna do anything other than help you go? Mm. See what my license plate says? No, I don't think it will. It'll boost the listeners and subscribers <laughs> yeah. on his YouTube account. Yeah, maybe. When he and turns on his
3: know, video g- when people want to punch him.
2: Again, follow the uh <laughs> Again, follow the money. What what
3: else? Kanye West remains hospitalized for severe depression.
2: Yeah, apparently he's like manic and paranoid and, and bipolar mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, you know. I, and you know what? Here's the thing about Kanye West. I have said this many a time, huge fan of his music, brilliant musician. Like, I just, and then you try and forget the person that's creating it because it's a distraction from how awesome some of that music really is. Like, the, I think, better part of 20 Grammys that he's racked up, he deserved at least some of them. You know, it's just, he, he's an incredibly gifted and talented musician, and he was. Very, very distracting from the brilliance of some of his music through his behavior, and well, as it turns out, it turns out he actually suffers from some genuine afflictions that will probably be best treated with medication. But it, man, watch that, uh, watch that documentary flick Jocko that uh, Robert from Metallica made about uh, Jocko Pastorius, the bass player, who had some issues. Who had some issues, and I I don't know if any of them are similar to what Kanye West has, but it postulates this idea that this guy made art fearlessly and was, when it came to being a bass player, one of the greatest that ever has been or ever will be. And I remember talking to Robert from Metallica about it in one of those interviews that I felt like, ah, this has taken up a lot of my day. But on the other hand, I felt tremendously privileged to have. I was like, Robert, do you think that, you know, this musician's art was affected by his sort of like instability, his mental issues that he had, his mental health health problems? And he was like, I don't know, man. Some of the things that he did, some of the ways that he moved things forward as a bass player, some of the boundaries that he broke down musically, I don't know if a sane person could have done all that. So it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. And you know what? If it turns out that Kanye West does have some serious problems, we don't know. Again, uh, like not weighing in until there's facts. I know people want, you know, clickbait. I know people want, you know, incendiary headlines that are going to make them money. That's not the place to get it. The show is not that's not something that we indulge in. We wait for some facts to roll in and then we uh, we think about what we're going to say before we say it. But if it does turn out that he has some genuine issues, well, that would would probably explain a lot. And you know what? Think what you will of Kanye West if one of the most famous people on the planet has some serious mental problems and he's public with the way that they are treated. Well, I think that's something that moves the ball of humanity further down the field for all of us. So... We wait and see. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll wait and see what goes on with that. What
3: else? Adele is taking a break from music to
2: have another baby. Hmm. Good for her. <laughs> uh, hmm. How many does she have now?
3: You know, I'm not up to speed with my Adele news, so I don't know. Right. Mm,
2: mm. She doesn't come up when I search news unbelievable uh, unbelievable like i mean she obviously has an incredible voice a lot of people love what adele does i'm not one of them but she is absolutely in a place where she can she can bend the world to her will and and just schedule her life around exactly what it is she wants you know, to do i want to go make music
3: a, she's gonna have Chris, christmas music i bet holiday holiday albums
2: put your helmet on that's uh-huh, what we'll hear uh-huh. from her next time Probably an album full of kids' music as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it's just, like, it just boggles my mind. And and she's even said it, too, when she was accepting awards. She was like, all of this, all of this came from a crap relationship I had when I was 19 years old. It's like, this is, everything that I've got is from the fact that I went on a record and whined like a whiny teenager whines about how I got dumped by my boyfriend at age 19. When nothing really counts, you know, relationship-wise, anyway. Like, you have your heart broken all over the... Uh, you have your heart broken into a million pieces. It's good to get it done. Earlier, the better. It's like chickenpox. That first heartbreak, you got to get it out of the way early. And 19 is early enough. I think between the ages of 16 and 19, if you wait longer than that, it's going to be a horrible, traumatic event. Otherwise, it's just, ah, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, and Adele's it, and made if, an entire career out of getting dumped when
3: she was a teenager. Yeah, and if, you, if, if you've if you been married since you were 19 years old to your sweetie there, don't listen to Adele at all. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, what, what, do, how much time One do we have? One more. Charlie Sheen is selling his Beverly Hills mansion for $9 million.
2: Uh, being uh, represented by the real estate group Cold Sore Banker. All right, then. <laughs> we didn't have a chance We're to do back. our Black Friday violence roundup, but thank you so much for hanging out. Tweet us at ADSXE, at Funk FM. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do this all over again. Thank you.